This is On The Radar, and as always, this is your host, Radar. We'll talk about local and national sports and pop culture, episode 188. Let's get to the news, unfortunately. Legendary Jamaican singer, actor, and activist Harry Belafonte, who popularized Calypso music with international audience in the 50s, where his breakthrough album Calypso was the first million-selling LP by a single artist. He's best known for the recording of Deo, the Banana Boat song, with the signature Deo, later Jump in the Line. Jamaica Farewell, Mary's Boy Child. He performed in many genres, including blues, folk, gospel, show tunes, and American Standard. He also was in films such as Carmen Jones, Island in the Sun, Odds Against Tomorrow. He also was an activist, and uh, he was a close confidant of Martin Luther King Jr. and the Civil Rights Movement. He was a vocal critic of the policies of George W. Bush and Donald Trump. He acted as American Civil Liberties Union Celebrity Ambassador for Juvenile Justice Issues. He won three Grammys, including a Lifetime Achievement Award, an Emmy Award, and a Tony. He received the Kennedy Center Honors, the National Medal of Arts, the Gene Holster Humanitarian Award, and was inducted into Rocker Hall of Fame in the early influence category. Unfortunately, he passed away in 96. It's a legendary person to lose, but he lived a very long life until the age of 96. Said he died from congestive heart failure. So rest in peace to Harry Belafonte. Rest in peace to Lynn Goodman, the English professional ballroom dancer, teacher, and competition adjuncter, so I guess host, appeared as the head judge on the UK television series Strictly Come Dancing with various celebrities competing for the trophy and then Dancing with the Star. He passed away to 78. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Wayne Earl Poole, the Smiths and Heart to Heart writer, passed away of cancer at the age of 74. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Michael Dimopoulos, the actor known for Addenburg, Mars, Mari Nordstrom in the vest, has passed away at the age of 74. Rest in peace to Richard Reardon, the investment banker, businessman, lawyer, politician, and Korean War veteran, who was a member of the Republican Party and served as 39th mayor of Los Angeles from 1993-2001. He remains the last Republican to hold that office in L.A. He ran unsuccessfully for governor in 2002, Losing the Republican primary after politics, he resumed his business career. Private, private equity was he specialized. He passed away from 92. Rest in peace, Dave Wilcox, the American football player, who was a linebacker for 49ers from 64 to 74, who also who played college ball at or at, at Oregon, went to high school at Oregon. He was elected in the Hall of Fame in 2000. He passed away age of 80. He was a third-round pick in the NFL and a sixth-round pick in the AFL draft. He was a two-time first All-Pro, two-time second All-Pro, five-time NEA first-team All-Pro, and a second team on that. Seven-time Pro Bowler is in the 49ers Hall of Fame and the actual Hall of Fame, as I mentioned, and he had 14 career interceptions. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Dave Frost, a former pitcher who was drafted by the White Sox in the 18th round of the draft, and he also played for the Angels and Royals, finishing with a lifetime 33-37 and 37 record, 410-year rating, 202 strikeouts. He passed away age of 70. And uh, his career highlights go to four hit, no walk, complete shutout, an eight strikeout, no complete game, and a 10 inning, four hit, complete game back when they did that. And in the course of his career, he held All Star Salbano, Buddy Bell, Mike Hargrove, Ricky Henderson, Roy Howell, Pat Kelly, Hal McCray, Willie Randolph, Jim Rice, and Roy Smiley to a 103 lifetime average. And Hall of Famers Reggie Jackson, Cal Ripken Jr., Robin Yount to a 162 batting average. So it's not bad. Rest in peace to him. Louisiana Lafayette wide receiver Michael Jefferson has been released from the hospital after suffering serious injuries in the car crash we mentioned last time. He was hit by a drunken driver, and uh, he's hopefully going to be better when it comes to getting drafted. 
prayers up to him. Uh, interesting football story. I had to get this exact thing. Former first-round pick Jamison Williams, who, of course, missed last year due to injury, was one of the players suspended for gambling policy. He and Stanley Burial were suspended for six games each for mobile betting that occurred at the Lions facility. They did not bet on a Lions game, while wide receiver Quintess Cephas and safety C.J. Moore had been suspended definitely for the whole season on betting on NFL games, and the Lions released him after suspension. And the Washington Commanders' own defensive end, Shaka Tony, was also suspended definitely, and they can reapply for in one year. So I don't know why these players don't learn with Calvin Ridley, where he got busted for a whole year, and we're not even sure if he actually betted on actual football games or not. But every single sport has gambling partners. Former players like Allen Iverson and Joakim Noah and Drew Brees are doing like advertisements for gambling. They put the odds on the bottom of ESPN tickers and on ESPN News. It's all over the place. It's legal in a lot of states. But I guess you can't gamble on your sport. That's cool. There'd be no problem with gambling on other sports. But again, you got to be smart and not do it on campus, like at the stadium. Do it elsewhere. While the Cardinals announced new jerseys that are like all red, top to bottom, alternative is all black, and then the way is all white. It's okay. You know, they're going to wear the reds with the white helmet. That's interesting. And they're going to wear the white. They're going to go all white for the away, which is interesting. And they got silver flakes, silver face mask. The, and the whole logo has been enhanced. And I guess the black one is going to go all black, which is actually pretty cool. But they got flakes that are red, black face mask. So that's interesting. The Cardinals have decided they want to go with the New Jerseys. Uh, former WE star Ted Bass Jr. has been charged with the theft of millions of tenor for low-income family. That's not a good look for him. ESPN announced the first round of playoff, uh, layoffs, excluding, including 43-year vet Mike Solce. It looks to be the first of three ways of them letting people go as they're focusing on non-talent on air by the summer, followed by cutbacks to air talent. It was like similar when the pandemic happened and everyone was firing people. They'd been known for the being cutting of 7,000 employees across the company. With uh, that is just horrible news for all the people who are, you know, that work there and had their dream of working there, like myself. Obviously, at age 30, I'm not there, so that's just great that they've let all these people go. And uh, the Washington Nationals have won a ruling from appeals court regarding the rights to payment for Masson. So there's, between the Nationals, Masson Orioles appear to be over for now. They won a huge ruling in their ongoing legal dispute with Masson, the, the, the regional sports minority, minority owned by the team and the majority controlled by the Orioles. The value of the team media rights, the dispute between the Nationals and Orioles have been going on for a decade. And to summarize the dispute, they said as part of the team's carriage agreement with Masson, the Nationals were supposed to receive fair market value for the media rights in 2012. Masson's term the value was $40 million per season, while the Nationals argued it was 118 The MLB pool ran in favor of the Nationals, which led to various appeals and new hearings for today. So that, again, writes them and all in money. And the biggest football news is Aaron Rodgers officially has gone to the Jets, and he's going to wear number 8, his number in college, even though Joe Namath's given permission to wear 12. He, he, along with the 15th pick in this year's draft, and a fifth-round pick, which would be the 170th overall, while the Packers get the 13th, so they're swapping first-round picks because they were really worried about if they are going to trade a first-round pick. They get a second-round pick, the 4-second overall, a 6th-round pick, the 27th overall, and a conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a first if he plays 75% of the play. So if he just just stays healthy, 
and that's like a massive trade. They're still not better than the Dolphins or the Bills, but it it is it is what it is. And um, Omade's accuracy is going to Philadelphia, so that's a good organizational depth move. Tariq Black, the wide receiver, going to Baltimore. Chris Moore is going to Tennessee. While Matt Petriska has officially been hired as offensive assistant coach like for the Eagles, so that's good for them because he had no business calling offense last year. Bryce Huff is going to the Jets, and Terrence Steele is going to Dallas. Tyler Bass on a four-year extension for $21 million with the Bills. It's one of the best the kickers in the league. Casey Hayward was cut because they want to save money. Connor McGovern's going back to the Jets. Sean Robinson's going to the Giants defensive tackle. Miles Boykin, the receiver, is going to Pittsburgh. And there's Tyler and Tyler Huntley, the Ram, the bank, excuse me, the Ravens' back quarterback, signed his tender sheet for 2.6 million dollars. So at least they have a, a quality backup quarterback as they try to figure out what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow's and James, Justin Jefferson's options were picked up. That makes sense because they're two of the best players in the league. Sam Franklin's going to Carolina. And punter Tommy Townsend resigned with Kansas City. Football, Joel Embiid has a knee injury, and he's been ruled out of this round. Aaron Fox joined four of their Kings to have 30-plus points in multiple playoff games. Legendary thing to do there. Script Sports is now on the meter rights at WNBA, so they're going to be showing more games on Friday nights and just more reach, which is good. Anything to grow the game and to get it out there better is always good. Trey Young's grandfather passed away. Rest in peace to him. Kawhi Leonard was ruled out of the rest of the round, and, of course, they got eliminated so with a knee injury. The Wizards fired the longtime GM Tommy Shepard. It doesn't matter if it was John Wall and Bradley Beal. It doesn't matter if it's Bradley Beal and Christoph Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma. This team just doesn't seem to be good anymore. Devin Booker has 544 games showing Charles Barkley. Brogdon officially won sixth man of the year, and I remember when the Celtics got him, I said, this dude should be starting. But he was like, now nah, I'm going to come off the bench. And then, of course, he shows everybody that he's a great player. Raptors officially fired Nick Nurse and then had, an, I think, in my opinion, an awkward post of congratulating for his time there. Like, I don't get this. This dude was an assistant coach with your team when you had Dwayne Casey and you were leading the conference in the East or one of the leaders of how many times you're going to, like, be a league leader with wins and losing the playoffs. And then he took over and they won. And he's been there from all the way back to 2018. So it's not like he's, it was there for a short amount of time or a long time. It was like right in the middle. And he's definitely somebody where you could just sit out the rest of the – you could sit out next year, relax, figure out where to go because I there's so many teams. The Pistons obviously have a head coaching opening. That would be interesting there. Obviously, Atlanta filters quickly with Quinn Snyder. And uh, Mike Udoka is becoming the new head coach for the Rockets. There were rumors that he was going to take over the Raptors. There were rumors he was going to take over the Pistons, but he's going to the Rockets. Well, I hope he knows what he's getting into because it's not the Boston Celtics. The Rockets have been horrible since James Harden left them, and they've been trying to be bad as they've had all these top picks, and they're trying to get Wenbiyama. So to be seen on that decision on them. And uh, Steph Curry has now the 16 most points in playoff history with 3,664 and counting. De'Aaron Fox had a fractured wrist, but he said he's in uh, index finger, excuse me, in a, in a shooting hand. He said he's going to still play. Victor Oladipo has a knee injury, but said he's not retiring. He said he's going to come back, which is just, this dude is a healthy, when healthy, he's one of the more talented players in the league. We all know he's a high flyer. We all know he can score. He can put up points, and he can sing as he's on the mass Singer, so it's just a little sad he keeps getting hurt. Laurie Marketing has won the most improved player of the year, which makes sense. The dude made the all-star team. 
there were other candidates like Shea Gilles Alexander, but like that guy took the biggest improvements there. Deontay Murray got a one-day suspension for bumping the ref, and uh, Jimmy Butler at 56 career points is the fourth most ever in a playoff game. Congratulations to him. And Paolo Banchero won Rookie of the Year, which obviously made sense because with Chet Holmgren getting hurt before the season even started, there was no competition, really. And I don't know if we got to this last time, but Max Scherzer officially got a 10-game suspension for the Rosin. And uh, he's like the third pitcher to be ejected by the same G, uh, same umpire, so I don't know what their view of the sticky is. Credit to Kiki Hernandez with 100 career home runs. And the A's officially bought land in Las Vegas, and for those who don't know... The A's are on this statistic. I want to tell you that teams who have not signed a player to a $100 million contract, never. As the Pirates became left that list were the Royals, the A's, and the White Sox. Andrew Benintendi is the most expensive player the White Sox have signed, which is embarrassing. But the A's kept trying to find where to go because they were like, maybe we can we can build a stadium in San Jose. But then the Giants were like, you're infringing on our territory, right? And I feel bad for Oakland. The Warriors left them, and they got this huge arena in San Francisco and we all know the Raiders moved to Las Vegas. And if the A's move to Las Vegas, Oakland pretty much loses all their sports teams because obviously San Jose is a shared team, but that's, you know, more closer to San Francisco in most people's minds. So that is just uh, bad news for Oakland sports fans. I don't know when it's going to happen with them moving to Vegas, but even though that's a bad stadium because we know it's a football stadium and a lot of teams used to share football and baseball like the Dolphins did and... Uh, just it, it's just a lot of people shared with the football and the baseball, and I hope to go there because at least I could say I went to the stadium that Reggie Jackson and those ace teams played in, the Dave Stewart you know teams, the Jose Canseco teams, the Barry Zito teams, the Eric Chavez like that would be cool to go. Cole Calhoun's on a minor deal with the Yankees. I don't know if he's gonna get much playing time, but maybe he does because he's still a quality veteran. The Texas Rangers and the Reds are still seeking payment from dime. Uh, over the uh, their, their regional sports payments with the whole, you know, Diamond Valley sports thing. Madison Bumpgarner was officially designated first time in. He's in the last year of his contract, so they decided, you know what? We don't got to worry about what happens after this year. We're just worried about being the hook for his thing. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe if somebody suggested I'm one of the many sports talk shows, maybe it was PTI. And I agree. Make him a reliever. Maybe become a closer would be the second half of his career. Jose Iglesias officially opted out with the Marlins to sign with the Padres, which, again, the team is paying Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Xander Bogart, Jake Cronenworth, and Hassan Kim all this money. And that's just some of the guys who can play shortstop. So, like, now they got him, I don't see any any way that makes total sense. The A's have also blown nine leads this season, the second most of them will be right now, which is embarrassing. And uh, Charlie Blackman now has hit 40 career home runs in the leadoff spot. Ninth all-time, which makes sense because he's a real leadoff hitter. Forgot to mention, State Farm Arena and Atlanta double booked the Hawks playoff game for game six because they didn't think they would get this far when it comes to play-in game. And then in this first round that there's a Janet Jackson concert, and they're not sure what they're going to do there. And Anthony Edwards now is second all-time with 30 career playoff games, passing Kobe Bryant. He's just behind LeBron James, which is pretty impressive. Forgot to mention that. Fernando Tatis is officially back for the Padres, and he's leading off playing right field. Kenta Maeda took 111 mile per hour off his shin. Hopefully he's better. Fortunate news for Chris Bubik of the Royals. He and Brady Singer were the young pitchers with Zach Greinke in the Royals rotation. He had Tommy John surgery, so probably be out to the middle of next year. And White Sox reliever Matt Foster, I didn't even know he was still with the White Sox, had Tommy John surgery. He's going to be out for the rest of the year. 
Tampa Bay had won the, like, 22 straight games. Had played in 22 games winning home run. They're the first team to 20. Garrett Mitchell's going to have soldier surgery. So Brewers lose their young outfielder. A's off to the worst start in their franchise history, being 4-17. and And Yoshida of the Red Sox, first rookie to hit two home runs in the innings in 962. Brian Reynolds, you mentioned, signed his eight-year, $106.75 million extension with the Pirates. So that's the most... The Pirates no longer have that. Like they joined, they're no longer the cheap team there. But Diamond Bailey Sports said they have to play the the courts that they got to pay at least 50% of the payments to some of the teams. So the Pirates, we all thought they were going to trade Reynolds because he himself asked for a trade because obviously he wants more money. But this team has way too many guys that are blocking playing time for Jack for Jake's you know Smolinski. So Jack Smolinski. So it's like you got to get room for him. But now Reynolds is there, so now he's locked up. Sam Van Gundy in an NBA playoff game almost lost his voice, he said. Nate Silver's leaving the Disney franchise and 538. Conor McGregor's going to get a docu-series. I don't know if he mentioned this last time, or Brian Cox is going to be in a new pro, a new movie, and Will Ferrell's going to be in the golf comedy series. Yeah, called... Uh, Little Wing, and uh, Bling Empire and New NYC was canceled on Netflix over those shows were. Foo Fighters announced that they're making new music, so that's just a good news for every single person involved. Jenny Slate's going to be in Mindful. Jason Priestley is going to be in Control-Alt-Delete. Charges were dropped against Alec Baldwin. And this Dan Bogris leaves Fox News. Spence Moore is going in this thing called Wolf. This thing called Burls is coming to Netflix. Station 19 was new to ABC. I don't watch it. I don't know. But really, it's 911, 911 Lone Star, and Fire Country. The top three firefighter shows. If you want to show Chicago Fire in there, cool. But I'm not putting Station 19 there. Brian Cress and Allison Janie are going to be this thing called this Everodo. Ever Nitro. Uh, Ever Nitro going to be great. Brian Cranston has become a super popular actor even though everyone he was originally a character actor so that's cool is that you know everything's going to be great excuse me so yeah so like he's literally gone from no one really knows who he is in bit roles to being in something big and continue to be in these big time movies William Lee from the Good Doctor is going to be in this thing, in this new thing. As uh, as long as he doesn't leave the show, it's good that he's going to be in this thing. Uh, Shelter me, so that's cool for him. He's got Nick Nolte in there, so up enough for some of these people. And uh, National Treasure was only canceled after one season, so that was a bright idea to make that show. Ray Romano had a major artery surgery, so hopefully he feels better. They want to make a Magnificent Seven reboot on Amazon. They've done that a few times. And uh, Sam Worthington is going to be this thing called Relay. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in this thing called Blackout. Richard Lewis is officially announcing doing stand-up because he's battling Parkinson's. Big Mouth renewed for season eight and a final season, and Human Resources was renewed for season two for a final season. For those who watched that, 
and Don Lemon exits CNN after 17 years. Chuckle Carlson's out of Fox. Gilo exits the Alexander the Terrible, etc., etc. They're going to make another Thunderbolts 2 and Apple for those who are interested in that. Mackenzie Davis is going to be in Speak No Evil. Gabrielle Union is going to be Pretty Little Wife. CW picks up a UK show called Rising and an Australian show called Barons for the Summer. Malcolm McDowell is going to be in the last Train to Fortnite. Cheech Martin is taking over, I guess, George Lopez's role, but he's in that movie. La Cara was new for season two, for those who watched that. Sandy Cheeks of SpongeBob is getting her own Netflix film along with this cartoon called In Your Dreams. This Perry Gilpin woman's going to go back in Frasier. And this Alexander, too, is going to have Harvey Guillen in there as well. And, uh... And the CFV also picks up Sullivan's Crossing, a Chad Michael Murray Scott Patterson book adaption as well. And uh, Amber Minner and Sienna Hunt team on a holiday action rom-com as well. And uh, Julia Hart is going to direct My Lovely Wife for those who are fans of that. And they announced this Merry Little Batman and Bat Family among new DC animated programs that are coming to Prime Video. And, um... Chris Pine to play King Magnifio in the Disney animation Wish. And Daisy Edgar-Jones and Will Poulter are joining On Swift Horses as well. Kara Downlinger and Jim Cardassian Emma Roberts in that next season of uh, American Horror Story for those who watch that. And uh, this never have ever star Puna Jagathan joined Mila Kunitz, Michael Keaton, and Goodrich. Motor Trend TV orders Super Street Garage for their summer premiere. And, um... Her name was Perry. I don't know why I said fairy for the woman that's joining the Fraser thing. And, um... They said the plot of the Sandy Cheeks movie is her going back to Texas and he's got to have to help save her while this Crystal Fernandez is joining Apocalypto of Disney's Alexander 2. The Witchers return Netflix in June for those who are fans of that. Denzel Washington now it's going to be Equalizer 3, for those who are fans of that. And one thing I just want to get to is so dumb. They announced this guy is going to be the showrunner for Season 2 and 3 of Coropolis. Coropolis hasn't even been on the air for Season 1, so I'm still baffled how you can renew something for a second and third season when it's not even in there. While Nicolas Cage admits having taken crummy roles to pay back debt following the real estate market crash of $6 million. That makes sense. You're like, why is he in all of these other things that are horrible? And now it makes sense that he's announced that he took all these roles in Nicolas Cage because he needed the money. Harrison Ford said he's also done with Indiana Jones after the last movie because he'll not be involved with it anymore because, again, 
There's no need for him to continue to make this movie. And, um... Yeah, Truth Be Told is ending a season three at Apple TV, if I didn't mention that. Scott Medusi, a.k.a. known Kid Cudi, Sam Levinson, and Lucas Brothers are joining this thing called Hell Nod Sony. I was like, I couldn't understand what I wrote there. And um, Simon Russell Beale, Freddie Fox, Gail Rankin, and Abdul Salim are joining season two of House of Dragon. Adele will be the final carpool karaoke for James Corden. Lizzie Kaplan and Jesse Plemons and Connie Britton are going to be in this Robert De Niro Zero Day Netflix series. And the reluctant traveler Eugene Levy was in for season two at Apple Plus TV. And, um,. Jeff Schell, NBC, exit, fall into probe into relationship with a journalist. So again, a lot of these people are just doing things that are going to get themselves canceled. While Peaky Blinders show Cole Lee, real-time BBC drama Night Sleeper. And uh, as I mentioned with Alec Baldwin... Drop is drop charges being dropped. He's going to be in a new project as well, which is very interesting. That someone's going to be really interested in hiring him right away after the charges were dropped. The Wheel of Time adds Sheehan and Bang among four new recurring characters. And Young Russell star Eric Braden announced he has a cancer diagnosis, so prayers up to him. And I did forget because sometimes these links of mine close. But Edna Humphrey, uh, this dame Edna Humphreys, known as Barry Humphreys, was an Australian comedian actor and, you know, like drag queen in a way. Passed away at age of 89. So rest in peace to that person. And uh, they say still the, the family will, stew Bal- will still sue Alec Baldwin even though criminal charges have been dropped. So that's still trying to get justice, which makes a lot of sense to continue to do that. Because it doesn't matter what happened. You still need to get uh, justice for what happened. And I still wouldn't hire Alec Baldwin, but that's just me. Everyone wants to do it because he's going to be in this thing called Hollywood Heights. And uh, it's got Mickey Rourke, who a lot of people are not fans of, and Nick Cannon. So when you got Nick Cannon, Mickey Rourke, and Alec Baldwin, that's just the list of, uh, I don't know if I really want to work with these people. That's where I'm like, huh. That's probably the only way he gets it. He gets to be in a movie with... People that no one likes. While 50 Cent is continuing to make TV shows, he's making an unscripted tattoo transformation series called Redemption Inc. Hulu. 
So again, giving uh, people credit. Mark Uploader star, Mark Plyer to star and direct in the in the horror film Iron Lung. So look out for that. CNA moves to talking to Chris Wallace to Friday nights as it returns for third season. For those who are fans of that. And Dick Van Dyke is going to be on the Peacock Soap Days of Her Life. So look out for that. And I do want to get to this as I ramble on a bit and go like, huh, I don't know what I'm reading and what I can see. But I want to say this. I have no idea what the CW is doing. Like, I live golf, NASCAR docuseries. Okay, reality competition shows. That's like new stuff. But as I mentioned, they're picking up the rights to a bunch of these shows, which is really cool because... Oh, yeah, J.D. Abrams, Duster, adds Gail O'Grady, is that they pretty much, and Michael Cyril Crichton is up to series regular for season three of Only Murders in the Building. What I'm getting at is that the CW, I don't know what they're doing. Only All-American, which I'm so far behind because things got to it and then things were spoiled, so I didn't go out of my way to watch it. And I'm looking at it, it's like, what are they going to have, you know, on their air? Because... If only one of their shows are renewed, what are you going to do? That's like a question of mine. Is like, what are you going to do now? They have not announced the renewal of All-American Homecoming, the spinoff, which is not as good as All-American, but it's pretty good on its own. They have not announced the, the renewal of Winchester's and Walker, and Walker Independence, the two prequels to two shows that are kind of popular in the show. Supernatural for all those years, and this is the Winchester, the prequel, Walker Independence, the prequel to Walker, which is the Jared Padalecki show that he's on after Supernatural. And they even haven't announced that they're renewing Walker. So, the problem is, what is going to happen? So that's why I don't know if this new show, Gotham Knights, is going to get the opportunity it deserves. Like, their decision to make Batman's son adoptive, son that no one's ever, that has nothing to do with being a Robin or any of the superheroes, that's an interesting take. And that the whole point of the show is Bruce Wayne is dead and everyone knows he's Batman and they and they frame his adoptive son and some children of bad guy to prove they're like, yeah, we got this whole entire thing. So it's like an espionage, like who done it like conspiracy theory who's pulling the strings because you know everyone says there's not just everyone in the government but there's like the rich people so like the court of owls is always a cool interesting thing that has been mentioned in all the comic books i've read all the cartoons i've watched all the live at all the movies and tv shows or whatever it's like cool that they're doing that and they decided you know let's get a character who's based on the daughter of joker but she could also be harvey dent's daughter then they're like let's get the woman who played spoiler in the comic books, and then became one of the Robins, one of the female Robins, and make her a friend of hers. And I don't know if they're ever going to make her to spoiler Robin, but for now, then they have a woman who they're calling her Carrie, because that was the name of the first female Robin that was in the Dark Knight Returns, while Stephanie, you know, Brown is the actual female Robin in the same continuity of Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, because she was Tim Drake's girlfriend. There is no Tim Drake in the show. So the question is, is she going to date Turner Hayes, which no one's, I never heard of this guy. Now, they got this Colin Rowe character who in the comic books was Tim Drake's like boyfriend when they changed Tim Drake to being gay. This character, though, is a transgender male, which I don't have a problem with that because they mentioned it maybe like one time 
how'd you get the money to pay for my surgery? Oh, I stole money, whatever. So whatever it is, and that's fine because I'm not the fan of taking a character like Tim Drake and making him gay when he wasn't gay for like the 50 years or whatever he's been a book character. And then Harper Rowe is like the is like the um, the sister in the thing, and it's based off a character where she obviously works with Batman and is taking on the mantle of Robin, and she's taking on the mantle of so many other characters like Heart as a Bluebird, and that's the sort of thing. So when you take on all these different uh, characters that it's based on that she's been these like bluebird blackbird whatever it is and um robin cool she's amongst the people okay then they got this other dude who's like the son of one of these characters who's like a rich person and then misha collins playing harvey dent which is cool because he's a big time actor in the cw history from being a supernatural and it's cool it's harvey dent the question will be how long do they make him as regular harvey dent before he eventually surfaces and Two-Face comes out because it's cool that he's out there and he's like doing his detective, you know, his district attorney work with the police and everything and he's out there looking for Batman's son because he and Bruce were friends. It's another way like in Batwoman where Bruce has supposedly disappeared and uh, that sort of thing where it's like we can get around having a show about Gotham and about Batman but either he's a boy or he's disappeared. So I like the idea that his adoptive son the potential daughter Joker, Harvey Dent, whatever it is, two characters that were already in the comic books as different people, one of the Robins, and then they got another woman who was spoiling Robin, and then I don't like that they got a supposed um, British-Asian woman. Like, it makes no sense that she's also, like, his Alfred, that Alfred's dead, because then in the comics, Alfred's dead when Batman has kids. Maybe Alfred dies, like, later, but that's stupid. And then... Uh, they got the parents of the other characters, and they mention Joe Chill, and they mention that Stephanie's father is the quiz show host. And yeah, so there's a lot of different characters in this thing. But the whole premise of the show is clearing Batman's adoptive son and these other teenagers, and they got to work together. And while they're clearing the names, they got to stop bad guys and take down the Corn of Owls. So it's a really cool idea. I like it. One of my only issues is, again, this woman who's playing Robin is a nerdy black girl who... No one knows who she is or anything about her, and she's got to lie to her parents. And, and like, Batman told gave her the mantle and not his adoptive son. I don't care if Robin is black. I don't care if Robin's a woman. It's just this actress and this character in the show do not really add up to being Robin. And, you know, I looked it up that she played Raven's daughter in the That's a Raven spinoff show, and then they wrote her out whatever reason. So that's how she's available for this. And the other issue is the woman that's playing Spoiler slash Robin. Her character in All-American was this crazy woman from, like, rehab who almost got the one of the main characters killed in the show. And she's, like, very suspect and, like, eh. And it's like, yeah, I could tell when someone's weird. I'm like, yeah, that person. So actresses not really doing it. But for the most part, I like this show. It's been addicting that I watched the first four episodes when I did my review because... It was actually really good, and I liked it. But again, I have no idea if this show's going to be renewed, if All-American Homecoming, Walker, and the two prequels to the shows of Walker and Supernatural are going to be renewed. Because we don't know anymore. So it's a question. As good as the show is, is it going to be renewed? 
Thanks again for listening on the radar. We talk about local and national sports and pop culture. You get your podcast anywhere, Apple, Google, or Spotify. On the Radar Media is the website. On the Radar Media is the TikTok. On the Radar is the YouTube channel. You get movie reviews and baseball observations. Radar 4428 is Twitter, Blogger, Instagram, and Snapchat. On the Radar Entertainment Blog is Facebook. Rest in peace, everyone who passed away. Everyone is dealing with an illness. Yeah, hopefully get better. Happy trails to anybody who retired. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to On the Radar. This was 188. See you guys next time.